This episode of Weird is brought to you by Studio Headphones. Try the new Tove earbuds today. With its wireless design, minimalistic charging case, and microphones on both sides, Tove is the perfect match for any adventure. The sophisticated earbuds hold about seven hours of battery life, while the portable case offers additional charges for an astounding six days of standby life. Use the discount code 15WEIRD for 15% off your purchase. That's 15WEIRD. Just go to studio.com, pick out a pair of headphones, or try the toll of earbuds. 15WEIRD. 15WEIRD. Weird. Well, hello and welcome, Weird News Enthusiast, to Weird. This is the podcast that gives you all the news that you can use to blow a fuse, and it's all true. My name's Aaron. And my name is Craig, and we will be your host once again through the Strange News Spectacular. Make sure you stick around for the big story tonight as we continue to dig into something we're not digging into that it says we're digging into on here. We're actually digging into UFOs tonight. Is it not right? Is that, that right? is right. My my my, uh, my information here in front of me is incorrect, but I am happy to say we will not be suicided because of this story tonight. <laughs> but we do have a great story. But let's just get right away. Let's get to the top story. Story. Vegan woman takes neighbors to court over smell from barbecue. This happens down under. Does it really? You you also left a line out of the headline, right above the headline. I'm getting to it. Well, why you put it in the first if you're gonna get to it later? because uh, I forgot. Quit the dancing over there. I can't help it. That song gets you. me going, man. Oh, my gosh. This comes from Mark Patch. See, it worked. Okay. Yeah. This comes from Mark Patch, not from Perth, Australia. Super listener, Mark Patch. Uh, from Band Perth, director of Weird. Uh, birth, birth Australia. We <laughs> <laughs> a big birth. From Perth, Australia. It's been devastating. It's been turmoil. It's been unrest. I haven't been able to sleep. That's what the woman said. She talks like a man. <laughs> well, okay, I could try, try it. It's been devastating. It's been crikey. It's been turmoil. It's been unrest. Uh, people don't know now because we don't mention it. We have a rule that we have to speak in the language or in the accent. Yeah. yeah. To make you feel like you're there. Yeah. Where women have men's voices, apparently. Sometimes. That's the land down under. Anyway, this this comes from an Australian woman who sued her neighbors in an attempt to put a stop to them from partaking in such activities as smoking, scraping their chairs on concrete. Good grief. This and, is a nightmare neighbor. Is and what this bouncing is. balls in their backyard. Uh, she didn't want them to have any fun. This is a real short story, but it's such a good story we can make fun of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What happened? Easy there. <laughs> Sila Carden, who is a vegan, also oh, wants them to stop cooking meat on strike one on the Bobby. What are you going to barbecue? If you're not going to barbecue meat. I don't know. Maybe some shrimp on the Bobby. Oh, that's meat. <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> anyway, uh, they they've put uh, put it there, so I smell fish. All I can smell <laughs> is fish. Crikey! I can't enjoy my backyard. I can't go out there. Why don't you move? I don't know why she sounds like she's from somewhere between there and England. You anyway. can't sue a neighbor for... You know what, Craig? I love to step outside my yard. 
smell the neighbor's barbecue. I want to smell wood burning. Oh, that's even good if too. The, even if it's the neighbor's house. Yeah, that's I good smell, too. Yeah, but I don't mind a bar. I love it when they're when they're grilling. We uh, the folks that it, live it, across it, the it, street it, it, from it, it, us cook out a lot. Uh, you like it a lot, and I do like it. Carton, who I go it, over there and say, "Hey, what you cooking? <laughs> What's cooking?" <laughs> Hey, and then her hey. husband comes over and says, No, that's what I'm talking to, to Stephen. Yeah. Hey, Stephen, <laughs> what's, what's on the grill there? Wait, his wife's name is Stephen? No, no. Can I finish? Yeah, please. Carden, who is also upset about her neighbor's reflective light and pet birds, took her case to the state administrative tribunal and the Supreme Court, both of which ultimately dismissed it and refused her request to appeal. Good. But one neighbor tells the station he removed the barbecue from his yard in an attempt to appease Carden, who she vows won't uh who vows she won't give up a fight now listen her fight but this is uh is this i'm wondering if this is the same lady or if this was another story maybe happened here in america but they all just converged on the street and like all these people the same story yeah, yeah all these people showed up and just started barbecuing yes yeah, no i mean after she did this yes this is the same story I, I i recognize it and somebody one of them put out on facebook we're having this big <laughs> barbecue to a, to to get at her really and then I mean, lined up and down the street with grills <laughs> you can't expect you know, I, maybe this guy doesn't like vegan food. I so don't. But what I'm saying is he expecting that if the if the smell of vegan food comes out of her house, he has a right to sue her for it. That's, I mean, so, dumb. that's so dumb. You said it right. Sewer. Vegan food sewer. sewer. They go together. Yes, yeah, sewer. <laughs> it's from the sewer. That's what I said. It's Wait, wait, wait. It's from the... Sewer. Sewer. It's the idea was a <laughs> sewer. sewer. Yeah. Right. That's very good. Thank you. <clears throat> Headline is... A Brazilian gang leader dressed up as his... By the way, don't think I didn't notice what you just did. What did I do? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm noticing my screen over here moving around. You're messing with stuff. Craig and I are trying... Uh, we're trying. It's working. We're using interactive... Uh, scripting. Well, it's not really scripting. It's show notes. Interactive show, show notes, notes that we... Uh, we share the file. Yes. And it's, it's working splendidly. <laughs> I don't you remember, use splendid. You remember back in the old days, we used to kill trees. We used to have piles of paper. Yes. And now... Yes. We are so earth conscious... Yes. Now, who we can? You know what I discovered this week about uh, recycling? What? Yeah, the chemicals used in recycling are much more harmful on the environment than cutting down trees. So what's next? You're going to tell me flying your private jet to a summit about war, about uh, environmental start. issues? <laughs> Look, <laughs> Casio Kid Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? All right. A Brazilian gang leader dressed up as his 19-year-old daughter to escape from prison. Didn't work. This picture I should have included for you. You should. Have. Well, the I saw picture the picture. You hysterical. sent me the picture. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, you sent no. me a text and uh, laughed about this story. I think you made that part. No, up. sir. I'll you show are you. hallucinating, my friend. A silicon girl's mask. Silicon, Craig. <clears throat> you know what? I think it would be silicone. If it had an e on it, it would be silicone. Silicon sounds like it's made out of the material they make chips for That's computers right. out of. Yes, chips. So it was a smart mask. Yes. A silicone girl's mask, a dark wig, and a pink skirt. Made for one ugly-looking woman. A Brazilian gang leader used all of them in a failed attempt to escape from prison, dressing up as his daughter and walking out of the penitentiary doors in her place. I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me. At least he gets A for effort. I mean, He tried. He really did. He made one ugly woman. But well, 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 who was who's the cartel leader that dug out under the prison? Oh, El Chapo. El Chapo. Man, now that's how you escape prison right there. Well, he didn't know. He's put away he's forever. Back. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's, he's not going anywhere. Uh, he's, Unless he's, he digs a tunnel. He may oh. Shawshank his way out of there. You never know. Shawshank. <laughs> you just verbalized a movie title. Yeah. Yeah. Shawshank his way out of it. 
That's a great movie. Stephen King story. That is a great movie. Stephen King story. Yeah, I know. I read the book. I know you would know this, yes. but not, our listener may not know yeah. this. Uh, it's uh, Rita Hayworth. What was it called? Something about Rita Hayworth was the name, uh, of, the, was the, name of the book. It was a short story, I yeah, think. Yeah, something prison and Rita Hayworth. And uh, that's why Rita Hayworth is the pinup, that yes. the, the poster he's got that he hides. Can I read my story? I don't know. I just like that movie. You, you know, I starred in that movie. Yeah, pretty much. I'm uh, Morgan Freeman. No. <laughs> All right. The switch okay. up, in which we were just discussing, where this guy Sounds dressed like a great up as name his for a movie, the switch up, in which Col- Colvino de Silvo paired tight jeans with a pink shirt, along with a mask and wig, didn't fool prison officials one iota. They said his nervousness nervousness gave him away as Wait. he tried to leave the prison in the western part of Rio de Janeiro. So he's not nervous to dress up like a woman. No, he's nervous he's to escape. Nervous prison. to walk out dressed like <laughs> yes. a woman. He planned to leave his 19-year-old daughter inside the prison while he escaped. Police are investigating her role as a possible accomplice. Rio's state secretary of prison administration released video footage of De Silva in which he can be seen removing the mask and some of the clothes and saying his full name. Authorities. I don't ever, when I change clothes, say my full name. (laughs) I do every time I change clothes. <clears throat> Authority said Da Silva was part of the leadership of the Red Command, Craig. You remember the Red Command? Uh, no, I remember the, the Green Command. Yeah. One of the most powerful criminal groups in Brazil that controlled drug trafficking in a large part of Rio de Janeiro. Uh, after the failed escape, Da Silva was transferred to a maximum security prison and will face disciplinary sanctions. Disciplinary. That's right. That's what he'll face. Hey, check it out. What? <clears throat> you ready for this? Yeah. A teenager yeah. went blind. After only eating fries, chips, white bread, that sounds racist, sausages, and ham since elementary school. Now, wait a minute. Now, is this from the U.S.? Are they chips as in French fries or chips well, like I we Well, I wondered eat? that too, but I'm, I'm, we'll have to find out as we go. No, because this is fries and, and chips. So, this is. Yeah. I'm thinking this is probably bread. Yeah. To the food, Is this to the food. The rest of my life. Probably. Oh, there, I stopped. A teenager who only ate five different foods went blind despite having no visible signs. He was malnourished, according to his doctor. The unnamed boy. So sad when that happened. Pitiful. Give the boy a name. You just name him. You anything. act like he's a, a horse in the desert. Like he's a. I mean, yeah. If you went through the desert with a kid with no name. Yes, it felt good to get in out from the rain. Well, yeah, but in the desert. You can't remember your name. You know why? Ain't no one for to give you no pain. What does that even mean? <laughs> it, it for there won't. ain't no one <laughs> for to give you. You know, when you're writing music and you're probably high. And I like America the band. I like America the country. Sure, I love America the country. I'm not a big fan of the band. Oh, I am. Well, you would be. Yeah. You probably have a you probably have a band box full, I don't, full I don't, of I don't full have of a band America. box full of America. Anyway, so. Um, I've got one of their albums, though. The unnamed boy visited his family doctor complaining he was tired. That's me every day. Man, I'd live at the doctor. According to a case study published by the journal uh, Annals of Internal Medicine, the doctor learned the boy was a fussy eater, but he looked well. Tests reveal he was anemic and had low levels of vitamin B12. By the age of 15, his hearing and vision started to fade. Well, you just have to that fader. You have to dial it back up again. (laughs) Put a limiter on it. Yeah, it probably, you know, the potentiometer probably started going bad. By and age 15, this was his diet. Where are his parents? Well, they, that's probably their diet. 
<laughs> Probably. An MRI scan revealed he had no structural problems with his ears, while an eye test... Hey, wait a minute. What? You've got eye problems. I do. I think it's your diet. <laughs> I think you're eating wrong. I think you're... Because you eat a lot of Dairy Queen. Uh, of course, that's healthy. Uh, Dairy Queen's good for you. Dairy Queen's good for you? Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> you know it is. Can I get back to this? Please. Um, Makes me happy. Dairy Queen is an antidepressant. I think uh, you've never seen anyone with ice cream that wasn't happy. No. Especially DQ ice cream. Anyway. Or Bluebell. An eye test similarly failed to reveal any structural cause. His vision continued to deteriorate, and by the age of 17, uh, well, this is written very weird. By the age of 17, doctors discovered the boy had suffered damage to his optic nerve. So he was blind for two years? Is that what they're saying? Maybe it took that long for it to go away. And the, the teenager had 2,200 vision. Meaning good grief. He was considered legally blind, so he wasn't completely blind. That's a pretty good movie with uh, Reese Lit- Witherspoon. Legally Blind? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed that, was that one. She's just funny. Bumping. And part two. She's just bumping into stuff the whole movie. <laughs> Tests showed his body was deficient in nutrients, including B12, as well as copper, selenium, and vitamin D, which is thought to have caused him to have weak bones. Oh, he could be in that movie you like. That glass movie. Oh, that's a good movie. No. Yes. However, the boy had developed uh, normally and had an average height, weight, and BM, BMs. No, BMI. After. <laughs> You're reading tonight. What is wrong? It sounds like. Here's, here's Craig reading the story tonight. However. I'm the just, boy I'm had developed so, so what you're saying is I read like you normally And do. had an average height, weight, and BMI. Back up, you creep. Get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> Go ahead with your story. Okay. You've asked for it. <clears throat> I'm just Go After ahead. a doctor asked him about his diet, the boy admitted he would not eat foods with certain textures. Wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't he said say, he had eaten this no, way since no. elementary school. Now you sound like a young Christopher Walken. I'm walking. <laughs> Every day, he would eat portions of fries. And snack on Pringles. Stranded. White bread, slices of processed ham and sausages. There was a sign in a grocery store. I saw this on Reddit today. It had a, a young lady, an attractive young lady, eating uh, a piece of cheese on a cracker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would expect more out of a supermarket than this kind of racism. It says crackers love cheese. Crackers love cheese. <laughs> I'm offended. This cracker does love cheese, though. Oh, yeah. This cracker does love cheese. Clinicians prescribed him nutritional supplements and referred him to a mental health service. <laughs> he, it sounds like he needs it. To treat him for avoidant restrictive food You've intake disorder. You've got to eat disorder. your broccoli. He's got ARFID. Nobody wants a ARFID. So I'm sorry, you've got ARFID. <laughs> most, individuals, most individuals with this condition develop 
it in middle childhood and are uninterested in food, which I was, are uh, sensitive to textures and are worried about eating. However, I'm very interested in food. I'm very interested in eating. And their BMs will usually be normal. No, it says BMI. That's the Especially body mass Especially now index. that Taco Bell has brought back. I brought, I, the, today I'm eating Taco Bell. I sent you a picture. Yeah. They brought the Taco Bell, the nacho box back. Yes. Nacho box. That was my box. I, I haven't eaten there since it went away. As a matter of fact, I went there to order one, and they're like, we don't have those anymore. They, I, I said, I'll see you later. So I went to the kiosk. And the first thing I see on the screen is like, oh, because I wanted like nachos bel grande. Yeah, that's what that's what you got to get if they and, don't have the nacho and, box. And I look down, and of course, and they're not oh. as good as the nacho box. The nacho box is a a, ste- a level above nacho bel grande. So the one I grabbed was the one that was the, the that peanut butter meat they spread on their tacos. That, yeah, just that, yeah. that that Taco Bell meat. Yeah, it was beef. It wasn't. Everybody just went, Ew, what? No, it's actually good. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> It was. It wasn't the steak one, which is even better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but they may have the steak one. But for five bucks. Oh, I know. Unbelievable. It's a bargain. I like to use. You know f- what it is? A bargain for it, me. It's a bargain for five. No, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. No, it's a bargain. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, the boy's eyesight stopped worsening. <laughs> he was eating the Taco Bell nacho box. Well, it got. It stopped worsening, but it didn't improve. The boy's diet. Is much the same, co-author of the paper, Dr. Denise Atan of Bristol Eye Hospital told Newsweek, the boy's diet is much the same, co-author of the paper. Like, we have to throw a plug in for this guy. <laughs> um, nutrition does not just depend on how much you eat, but what you eat, and in this case, illustrates the fact, here was a boy who consumed enough calories, he had normal height and weight, no visible sign of malnutrition, but he restricted his food to crisp and chips, and also known as fries, uh, and a bit of processed pork. In uh, other words, processed ener- pork. Energy dense, says the guy who eats Vienna sausages. <laughs> <laughs> What's he, wrong with Vienna sausages? In other words, energy dense foods of little nutritional value. The case illustrates the fact that calorie intake and BMI are not reliable indicators of nutritional status, Atan explained. He now takes multivitamin supplements, but I cannot say that his eating behavior has changed much. Despite seeing gastroenterologists, dietitians, <laughs> gastroenterologists, dietitians, the child's mental health team, and eating disorder specialists, she said. That's a she, but she sounds like a guy. Yes. Some 2 billion people worldwide are affected by micronutrient deficiencies, according to a ton, but there is a little awareness among health professionals and the public of the damage this can do to visual health, she said. Isling Peugeot, I'm guessing on that pronunciation, is quali- is a qualified dietitian and spokesperson for the British Diet uh, Dietetic uh, Association. Dietic. Di- no, it says dietetic. It does. Diet. Yes. Di- dietetic. Dietetic. Anyway, the D the BDA. <sighs> Uh, who was not involved in the case, and so we don't know why they're even talking about it. This is an extreme example. Oh. <clears throat> you ready for this? Yeah. <clears throat> you ready? Yes, I've been is, ready. Uh, is this a man or woman? I don't even know. I don't know. Oh, this is an example uh, of modern-day malnutrition that is not necessarily energy deficiency, but a deficiency in minerals and fiber. I really didn't say anything just then. That was good. I just said a bunch of nothing. Good accent. Vitamin deficiencies can affect the nerves, feeding the eyes, 
It is, it is a she, by the way. Feed me eyes. <laughs> Many ultra processed food. Like that sounds more like ultra a woman. processed foods are bad ultra news. Ultra processed. I can't get enough of them. They're ultra bad oh, news. Like the other day, I saw you at the store. I said, "Hey, Kroger's got a big deal over here on these giant boxes of cereal." And you said, "You know how bad that stuff is for you." I went, "Yep." And you said, "I said they're two ninety nine a box." And you went. Where are they? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get any now, did That's because you claimed you didn't like the, the flavors. That now, I haven't had cold cereal. I haven't had milk in months. Either one of those. Can I finish the story? I wish you would. She added, readers should not be alarmed, but remain aware uh, that chronic poor diet and lack of fruit, vegetables, and balanced meals have many consequences. It's not all about weight and cardiovascular risk. I didn't think you would ever get through that you story. You shut up through half of it. Headline is... India plans to create a breed of super intelligent children. You know how, Craig? How? Using well, yeah, I know how because I put the story in. Cow urine. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Every parent hopes that their kid will turn out to be the next Mozart-esque prodigy or something like that, even though the odds are ridiculously low. So in an attempt to shift odds in their favor, India is planning to create highly intellectual children through science using cow urine. And also a little cow dung mixed yeah, in there, yeah. you know. No. According to the print government, government body Rashtrivia Kamdunu Avgog, <laughs> who is the national commission, the national commission what? for cows. What? <laughs> do we need that? Well, Indians do. Oh, they they are pretty fond their of their cows. Yeah, yes. they do. I am too. I just ran away especially sounds in. <clears throat> yeah, and that. Don't do that. Why? That that <laughs> the cows. Uh, I love cows. Uh, yeah. Medium well normally, but yeah, <clears throat> I don't. Medium well is kind of where I've been. Where I've been lately. Okay. This whole thing. Apparently, pregnant Indian women may be able to produce smart, highly intelligent or intellectual and healthy <laughs> children. Like the person reading this, <laughs> if they took this bovine-based drug regularly. It's at least that's what the commission claims. Uh, the commission's chairman. Real quick, oh, you not have even. got to read it. You have got to pronounce the name. Vallabhabhai Kataria vouches for the plan. Kataria. Vallabhai. I'm going to say Kataria. Kataria. Diarrhea. Vouches for the plan. Fecal surprise. As he says, my soundboard away because I'm enjoying it too much. As he says, Shastras and something text. I'm skipping that whole paragraph because you know what? It's ridiculous. You said what you need to say. So you can put away that skepticism because, Craig, this study, it's happening. It's happening. They're going to start giving this stuff to pregnant people. Yep. Now, is there a scientific basis behind this idea of using cow urine and poop to make a drug? (laughs) I was hoping you were going to trip on that. To make a drug that will result in pregnant women giving birth to super smart kids who will make Mozart seem stupid? Nobody can make Mozart. That's ridiculous. He's I don't, dead. Like, I don't the, like the way this... Where did you get this story? How are you going to make him look stupid if he's dead? Is this whole plan less because of the medicinal qualities of bovine urine and feces and more because no, of the us. abundance of the stuff in India and someone's come up with a way to monetize it? Almost certainly. Yeah, that's that's where my vote would go. But hey, Steve Rogers was given superhuman abilities thanks to some blue stuff in a test I tube. saw the movie. That's true. Batman and Iron Man became superheroes thanks to fancy tech. Also true. If Marvel and DC can turn regular folks into something extraordinary. There's not a chance India will ever do it. Really? Yeah. And I'm, I, that's it. 
That's how, just, <laughs> that's, it. Wow. that's how we got it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, stick around because our big story is coming up next. Tonight, we've got a real UFO abduction thriller. Thriller! It's a story of Charlie Hickson and Calvin Parker, who were allegedly abducted from Pascagoula, Mississippi Riverbank in 1973. You don't want to miss this one. Have you tried the Studio Toll earbuds yet? With its wireless design, minimalistic charging case, and microphones on both sides, Tolv is the perfect match for any adventure. The sophisticated earbuds hold seven hours of battery life, while the portable case offers additional charges for an astounding six days of standby life. Tolv introduces a new graphene driver for intense and clear sound quality. It also features the latest Bluetooth 5.0 technology, compatible with iOS and Android, and up to 15 meters of range. If you want to elevate your musical experience, you've got to try these tolls. And for a uh, limited time, you can get 15% off when you use the discount code 15WEIRD. That's all one word, 15WEIRD. Just go to studio.com and click on the toll link. Check them out. How's your performance level? If it's not 100%, you may need help from Pelt Performance. At PeltPerformance.com, you get products that enhance your physical and mental performance. From state-of-the-art compression socks to backpacks and water bottles, Pelt Performance takes you to the next level of performing. Go to PeltPerformance.com and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout to save 20% off your first order. And check out their new podcast, High Performance Life, with Chris Sperlick. Big Story. My name's Calvin Parker, and I got a story that dates back to October 11th of 1973 when it all begun. That was Calvin Parker. And by the way, Craig, audio clips of Calvin Parker tonight, all the audio clips of Calvin are from an interview on YouTube by UFO Hub, where they interviewed him. That's where I buy all my UFO party <laughs> needs at the UFO Hub. One thing is for sure about the evening of October the 11th, 1973, and it's this. When Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Jr., you know, he, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love <clears> this <throat> stuff. Did you ever listen to his band Radio? No. Oh, you've heard it. It's <laughs> yes, good. I have, actually. When Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Jr. ran into oh, the lobby. Oh, guy, the Ghostbusters guy. Ran into the lobby of the Sheriff's Department in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Wait, well, first of all, can we just say we don't recommend you run into a lobby of a police station? Well, these guys were freaked out. They were freaked out. So they were run. they were trucking, so to say. They were distraught with fear and anxiety. Uh, they told the officers they had just been abducted by aliens. And this is, this is interesting to me. Each had a puncture wound in one arm. they just stabbed each other in the arm. The authorities thought that they could catch them in a lie, but it didn't work. It didn't work. A lot of folks have heard Hickson's story. He would often tell it at church gatherings and family get-togethers and whatnot. But Parker, who was only 18 years old when this whole thing happened, walked away from the notoriety and went home to work the oil fields with his young wife, by the way. He had just gotten married when all this happened. He said every now and then, someone would recognize him from the news stories, and he'd leave the job. He would quit because he didn't want anybody to know about it. What he did want was to earn a decent living and have a normal life. Like all of us. He said he made good money, and uh, when he came to the coast to work, and uh, yeah, what I said, and continued to do well, after that, I don't know what I just tried to say. It worked. But yeah, uh, I understood you. Anyway, 
Though Hickson uh, tried to make a living off the incident until the end of his life, Parker, now 64, says there were times when he paid Hickson's electric bill to help him make ends meet. Why do you just get the aliens to give him free electricity? <laughs> they thought they might be radioactive, but we'll get to that later. You will recognize Parker as the one who looks sullen and withdrawn in the famous photograph that shows him and Hickson shortly following the incident. He's also the one described by sheriff's deputies as climbing the walls when left alone in an interrogation room. Why would two? Well, yeah. Let's Especially if you just got out of a spaceship. Well, yeah, and if you didn't bring me a soda, you <laughs> want something to drink, you know? Uh, it was the, that reaction that convinced officers that something bad had happened. In the background, deputies could hear Parker pleading with Hickson, don't talk to them, Charlie. Those people will come back and get us. They don't want us to talk. That's what he sounded like. That was actual audio. That's not bad. Uh, We have some audio from a news program that aired the day after the alleged abduction. It's old and scratchy at times, but it's very eye-opening, so open your eyes. This is Harold Camillo speaking to you from the Jackson County Sheriff's Department here in downtown Pascagoula, where this morning we had uh, an interrogation or interview with two of the gentlemen that reportedly sighted and were taken aboard a UFO late last night in the Goche area. These two men are still being interrogated, and we have with us Sheriff Fred Diamond. And Sheriff Diamond, could you tell us what took place this morning? Well, shortly after 8 o'clock last night, these gentlemen were over fishing here just north of the Pascagoula River Bridge on, on the East River. And uh, this, they started this object coming down, and it landed uh, approximately two feet off the ground. It never touched the ground, and it two creatures came out and carried the men aboard. One of the men passed out and from excitement. One of them never did pass out and they, there was no chairs, no nothing much ending the object. They were weightless at the time that they were in the spacecraft. Uh, they were very excited. Uh, they, don't, they don't want to be interviewed at this time. They, at the present time, they're in route to Singapore River Hospital to be checked out. This is what we understand, Sheriff Diamond, that the two gentlemen, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker, are being checked out for radiation at this time. Now, we noticed this morning, of course, you uh, interrogated these two gentlemen last night here at the Jackson County Sheriff's Department. You called them. Why did you call them back in this morning? We wanted to uh, get more information about if they exactly just what's taking place. I understand, Sheriff uh, Diamond, that the youngest man, 18 years old, I believe, uh, Calvin Parker, is still in quite a bit of state of shock. And that's very, very much true. He's still very, very upset. Sheriff Diamond, uh, we understand both these gentlemen work at the Johnny Walker shipyard. They both reported to work this morning, if I'm correct, and uh, you had them come to the sheriff's department here from their job. Uh, that's right. Uh, we had them come over. We'll we had several news people here wanted to interview them at the, due to the, the advice of the attorney. They only wanted to release this information to the right governmental authorities. All right, this is something I want to ask Sheriff Diamond if you know that uh, we have a local attorney here representing uh, these two men. He made the statement this morning before they uh, would let the two men out of the car that uh, no publicity would be given at that time. And uh, you just got through talking to the men again. Their attorney has advised that uh, there will be no interviewing because the men, according to the attorney, are still in a state of shock, especially the young boy. But could you tell us why uh, 
they felt they needed an attorney. Uh, this attorney represented the company that they worked for, and they were they were uh, working through his legal advice. Uh, this this same object that uh, was supposed to have picked these two men up was spotted about uh, four to five minutes earlier uh, up near the Van Cleve area. It was also spotted by two or three people in Pascagoula. In other words, Sheriff Diamond, you've had, uh, I know we talked to Deputy Glenn Ryder earlier this morning. There have been quite a few reports uh, of this UFO uh, in our area and approximately at the same time that uh, these two men have stated that they were taken aboard. That's very true. They even give us a description of the character creatures or characters, that, which we might, which might want to call them. It was a the craft. They give a good description of them. They seemed to be around five foot tall. They were real wrinkled and had sharp ears, sharp nose, and their mouth was very near the end of the nose. They were horrible creatures from, from the description we got from them. All right, Sheriff Diamond, these two men, as you mentioned, are on the way to the Singing River Hospital for radiation tests. What will happen after they leave the hospital? Uh, that I don't know. They want to get with the right authorities, which would be the governmental authorities, and go over this with them before they give any release to any news media. Okay, we're going to stop right there just for say, a second. They said they worked at the Johnny Walker shipyard. Sounds yeah. like they were in the Johnny Walker. <laughs> Sounds like they've been kind of, you know, shipping some to the back of their car. Okay, here, there's a couple things I want to mention. First of all, we're starting that starts the big story tonight, and that's actually takes place after the big story. But we're so so we're starting from the end and kind of working backwards. Okay, that was the sheriff's report on the news. So if you, it's 1973, correct? No, it's not. It's 2019. <laughs> You're not tricking me again. So, actually, I vaguely remember something about this in the news. Well. Vaguely. Do you? Do you remember anything I about it? I do not, but I, one thing that came to mind immediately listening to this is, why do they always go to radiation first? I don't know. They said, we're going to go, well, these guys are being checked for radiation. Why don't you check them for parasites that have been injected into their bodies? You know why? Because we've been, with the space programs and everything, that's the first thing they check. They immediately think radiation. Yeah. How about you think about that uh, alien slime all over them? Yes, How the green you, stuff. Yeah. How you know why, why don't you look at some other stuff? Maybe it's not just, you know, radiation, maybe it's other stuff. So that's what jumped out at you that well, they for radiation. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what jumped out at me, and this is my second time hearing that clip and I didn't catch it the first time. <laughs> the sheriff said that they had to go to their work and pick them up. This is less than 12 hours after they had been abducted by aliens. Would right. you go to work? No. Well, it depends. I mean, if you're putting food on the table, you're going to go to work. Well, I guess this is 73. Times were different, and men went to work no matter what back then, apparently. But that shocked me a little bit. They went to work I mean, th- after you, well, this. If, this is a small town, right? What town is this? Pascagoula. It's not that small. So Okay. Well, I was say, well, what was it in 73? Was it a small it, Yeah, it's probably a small town. Okay. Well, make up your mind. Yeah. It had a shipyard. I do know that. Yeah, they had Johnny a lot, Walker. They had a lot of Johnny Walker. They were I mean, that's what stands out to me. Is that they were drinking a lot of Johnny Walker? Okay, where, where do, at this point in the story, because you haven't heard the rest of the clips, where do you stand? I want, I want to rate, I want a range here. Do you, do, are you believing this actually? I have enough info. So just from what you just heard, if I'm, you heard I'm that hearing, on the news, I'm hearing two scared guys showed up saying something happened. They also happen to work at the Johnny Walker shipyard. There are also other witnesses. They're freaking out, and the sheriff is obviously taking them seriously that something has happened. Yes. But I don't I don't yet know. Okay. Let's wrap up the sheriff's interview. There's only a couple of minutes left. Sheriff Diamond, I asked Glenn Ryder this this morning, and uh, it seems to me that we haven't had a chance, of course, to talk to the two men themselves, but everybody that we have talked to that have uh, talked to the men 
pretend to believe their story. How about you? Yes, sir. I definitely believe their story. I, I have no reason to believe. I want to ask you this, Sheriff Diamond. Uh, we're not too sure on the time. Uh, it happened, uh, I believe, early yesterday evening, uh, say around 7.30 or 8. Uh, why did the men wait so long in reporting the incident? They didn't know who to report it to. They first wanted to go for the newspaper. And they went by the newspaper, and it was already closed, so they immediately left there and came here. It happened shortly after 8 o'clock, and they were in the sheriff's office here around 9 or around 5 minutes to 9. Well, I understand. We had a report earlier this morning that it was around 11 or 11.15, but it was earlier than that. Yes, it was around 8 o'clock last night is when it happened, and they were in the sheriff's office around 5 minutes to 9. Sheriff Diamond, did they describe the outward appearance of the ship itself? No, sir, only the blue light. It had a glowing blue light, and uh, that's what got their attention. At the time they saw the light, the craft was almost on top of it. It landed about 25 feet from from where the men were fishing, and it seemed to just draw the men to the craft. All right, Sheriff Diamond, you, you said uh, after they do leave the scene, River Hospital, no, uh, their no, next listen. object is to report to uh, possibly a governmental agency. Do you know for sure where they will be going or who they will talk to? No, sir, I don't. I imagine they will probably, a governmental agency will meet them here at the sheriff's office. In other words, they'll, they'll come down here to meet with them. Did we have a lie detector test? We do have one, but it, at this time they were so upset they didn't want to take it. All right, thank you very much. I've agreed to take a lie detector test, even in Jackson. In other words, they, they have no qualms about taking the test whenever you specify. Both of them will take a, will take a test to prove that their story is true, and I definitely believe it. I believe I heard one, uh, Sheriff Diamond, as, as uh, they first arrived here in your office, uh, I think it was the young one, the 18-year-old man, uh, said he was willing to take the test even last night. That's very true, very true. And uh, he, he got very emotional up here this morning, as you know. Well, you wasn't in here, you didn't even see that part, but he said, these boys were telling the truth. I noticed, uh, especially, we keep talking about the 18-year-old, and I imagine, of course, this would be quite an experience for any age person. But uh, we were talking to Glenn Ryder a while ago, and he said that the 18-year-old young man had only been down here for about two weeks. I believe he's from Jones County, and he is really upset by the situation. That's true. I got a call from his mother about uh, four to five minutes ago wanting to talk to him, and he's not even in the condition to talk to his mother at this time. We, they're going to the hospital, and I think they will give him something to quiet him down. And as you stated, uh, Sheriff Diamond, that you did have quite a few reports this morning coming in from other sightings from people in the different areas here in Jackson County. Yes, sir. <clears throat> they were spotted more in Harrison County uh, than it has been in Jackson County. They've been spotting this thing in Harrison County for over two or three weeks. But uh, up until about a week ago, I hadn't had any reports of it being spotted in Jackson County. Sheriff Diamond, have you seen any? No, sir, I haven't. You're going to be looking, though, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, these aren't the fire in the sky guys, are they? I don't think so. From the movie Fire in the Sky? Because those, 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 those are the other guys that got... Uh, it may be the same story. Let me, let me look that up real quick while you're telling us this next part. Okay, well, the, the, the two men eventually did take the polygraph test, and uh -huh. both of them passed uh, with unquestionable results. In other words, they passed with flying colors. Okay, so now we, we've played the conclusion of the news there for you. We're going we're gonna to go back now and tell you the story. So, um, and, and this just recently, and I'm talking about like in the next, in the last, I don't know, six months or so. It's not the same, guys. Uh, a recent Saturday passed. The riverbank where these two men said that they were uh, 
outer worldly where this outer worldly incident happened it got a historic marker so the townspeople believe them you could tell the sheriff believed them there's two things i want to know right now aaron go ahead why do we never get behind the overturned peanut butter truck <laughs> and why don't we ever have aliens picking us up <laughs> those of us or <laughs> let, me, <clears throat> let me restate that those who believe mm-hmm. that alien life exists mm-hmm. No, Craig, that Mississippi, Mississippi is a hotbed of alien activity. Not sure why, but anyway, let me get back to this. I, right now, demand that an alien comes visit, comes and visits me tonight and fixes my speech impediment. I don't know what's wrong with me today. It's not men in black. No, who was it? No, you wanted the, uh, who was it you wanted to leave something on your doorstep? <laughs> well, I wanted, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. It was like a banjo and, and uh, <laughs> Something else. Who was that? Was the, that was the Illuminati? The Illuminati. Yeah, yeah we're going them, way back. I wanted them to prove themselves by leaving like a banjo, and there yes. was an album or something. I wanted something them to like leave. that. But anyway, this historical market marker calls this uh, case one of the most, one of the best documented cases of alien abduction. Why? Because the sheriff said so. After decades of avoiding media attention, Calvin Parker was there for the dedication. Hickson died way back in 2011. Poor guy. So in 1973, Hickson was Parker's uh, foreman at the Johnny Walker shipyard. Now, Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson had been friends for a long time, and Calvin had recently complained about his previous working conditions. So Charles told Calvin to come work at Johnny Walker with him uh, at the shipyard, and Calvin thought that was a great idea. So he rented a room from Charlie and had just started his new job. You heard the sheriff say that he'd only been there two weeks. Yeah. So he had just started this new job. He didn't know he wasn't allowed to drink all the Johnny Walker. He didn't drink anything. So the two had gone fishing after work, uh, and that that's uh, where we're going to pick up some audio here from Calvin. So when we got off work, Charlie asked me, said, you want to go fishing? And, of course, I wanted to go fishing, you know, because that's what we did back in for recreation in 73. So we went and got our fishing equipment loaded up and went to a place called the Shaw Peter Shipyard. And when we got there, I noticed there was a lot of debris and all on the uh, field out next to us. But what I found out later, I thought there was just a mess. I found out that uh, that washed in with the tide, and then when the tide went out, it just left it there. So... Here they are about to start catching some dinner. That's right. They're big fishermen. That's what they do for entertainment. And they hear this high-pitched whirring sound. Sound like that. That's what they say, yes. Calvin looked out over the water and saw what he thought was a law enforcement boat of some sort going, Yes. Right, right? Yeah. Because of the blue lights that they saw. Yep. And the, Okay. But... That uh, was an unidentified floating object. I don't think that's what a UFO stands for. <laughs> well, he, he, he does kind of explain that so it was Calvin, floating. So Calvin goes ahead and explains this in the next clip. And then that's when I noticed some blue hazy lights coming from across their back. Those hazy lights are the and worst. I didn't pay much attention to start with, but then I got to thinking, well, we're trespassing oh, they're in on this private property. And that's the same lights that the uh, sheriff department now uses on their cars down there. So down there. that got our attention. Yeah. We stood up, turned around and looked. And the time we turned around and looked, it was late. I mean, we seen the blue hazy lights and then it must have been a door opened up on something on this craft that we had seen. And the lights just got so bright. I mean, they was extremely bright that it was blinding almost. And before we knew it, 
Charlie and I both was looking at this time, and before we knew it, there was three creatures, and I couldn't describe them, their face and all right now, but they had just appeared right there where we were. Come to find out later, they was floating across the top of the uh, marsh grass and all, and that's how they made it that fast. But these three pictures just appeared. Well, two of them got a hold of Charlie and one got a hold of myself. And immediately I felt a uh, puncture wound in my arm and uh, just got real relaxed. I was actually scared before this happened. You were scared. And wanted to run, but it was nowhere to run. But when this thing got a hold of me and I felt that puncture mark, it just relaxed me. So later on at the hospital, we found out that they gave us some kind of injection. Now, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Things get really interesting. Yeah. Charlie and Calvin. Sounds like a law office. Yeah. The offices of Charlie and Calvin are about to enter into something they've never dreamed of. Well, from that point on, when they grabbed me by the arm... They levitated me up, and they floated me toward the crowd. I want to be levitated. And I noticed one thing before going inside. I was looking for uh, where all the lights was coming from, but I couldn't do nothing but just look straight ahead and roll my head. I couldn't move my body. But it was coming out of the walls. It's just like you painted lights on the, on the walls there, and they were bright. So we got there, and I kind of looked, and I didn't see any fixtures or anything at the time. And this thing made a left turn, and then it made an immediate right turn, and then it laid me out on the, I call it an examination table, on about a 16-degree angle now. I don't know what they called it, but that's what I called it. So we was laying at about a 16-degree angle, and all of a sudden, out of the ceiling, I had on my back, looking up. Out of the ceiling, something about the size of a deck of cards that came down, and it stopped about a foot in front of my head, and I heard it click one time, then it went to the other side of my head and clicked, then behind my head and clicked, and then it clicked one more time and just shot back up into the ceiling. So I don't know what that was or what all that was about, Okay, so we've got extremely bright walls, <laughs> examination tables, and yeah. a pack of Uno cards that come out of the ceiling. No, that's some kind of alien technology. So what do you Uno? It's got to be. <laughs> you know why? Because you're playing that game, and all of a sudden somebody gives you you got to draw this four. This is serious. All right. Well, it was serious in 1973. No, it's still serious. Poor Calvin Parker. Anyway, what do you what do you think it was? I think they were abducted. I think it was an alien abduction. Why would you think this? I just feel. I. I, I first of all. You you heard the man talk, and he's an intelligent man. He's just a country boy. Yeah, he's a country boy. Yeah, he's a country boy. Um, my first introduction to to Calvin Parker was on a radio program that you and I listened to. Uh-huh. They, they had him on and interviewed him, and he's so down to earth. He still does not. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. He still doesn't want fame from well, this. What's he going to get from it? Well, it's not like he's going to get a million dollar check cut. Well, he's written a book now. Well, maybe he'll get a million dollar check. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at, at closing, but. Um, I, I believe him. Something definitely happened. I love this kind of stuff. To be, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around a lot. I, yeah. I, I don't honestly know. I, I, someone said to me one time, and I've always remembered this. They said we'd be kind of arrogant for us to believe we're the only ones. In Absolutely, God's, only yeah. ones in the universe that God would create. But I mean, I, 
I, I, I kind of believe that. I love mysteries, but then again, I like to look at pictures of deserted shopping malls. So that says there's something wrong with me right <laughs> I there. I do, too. Yeah, Isn't that says weird? So, something wrong. Because we lived it. <laughs> yeah. Know, and we're sad. Barrel of fun to you. We're sad. We are sad. There's no Camelot music in you that town. You can't go back to the 80s, Craig. It's the single oh. best ever What decade. if we were floated into a ship and they said, where do you want to go? And we, we said, said the 80s. 80s, yes. Drop me off uh, December 31st, 1979. As long as... No, wait a minute. No, I'm going to go back to... Carter was still in office. I want to go back to 83 (laughs) or 84. (laughs) No, 82 would be good, actually. I want to go to 82. Okay, I'll meet you at uh, McDonald's on Shadow Island. No, I'm going to meet you... It wasn't there. No, I'm going to meet you... Uh, right next to where we get the airbrush shirts done, Tim's shop. Yeah, Tim's right? place. Yeah, uh, right across from Camelot Music. Yep. I'll meet you I there. I may be working. I may be on the schedule at that time. Okay. I don't know. So I'll meet you there, but we got to make sure the aliens will drop us back off in 2019. <laughs> no. Let's start all over. We're not going to leave my family. What are the chances? If we did, let's say, we, and we're going to talk some time travel eventually on, on oh, the we big got story. To. Yeah, we it's got coming to. up. What if we did? What are the odds of us having our same children again? They would be... You mean if you had the same wife and everything? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would not I change that part know. of my you, life. I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, you would because you just said you didn't want to come back. No, I'm saying I would not change that part. You say you want to relive up, yeah, to, yeah, up to here yeah. again. And I want to do my marriage right from day one instead of waiting so long. And, and <laughs> she wants to also. She's <laughs> yes. not going to get in the middle of that. But what are they, we, I don't think it's even a possibility that we would have the same children we have. I don't know if it's a different timeline or not. You know, if everything I know about time travel is from Back to the Future or the new Avengers movie. I mean, I, I, I've, I've read a lot more than that. Uh, there's it. all these paradigms and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. There's all this like uh, there's more than a pair of dimes. You can get a pair of quarters. Yeah. Uh, you, sometimes you can get a pair if of dollar bills. If you're gonna go to barrel of fun, you need to have a, a, pair of a bunch of tokens. Yeah, a pair, a pair of tokens. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where were we? Okay, we were, we were discussing. Oh, we we're gonna say, yeah, but, yeah. but now the guys they encounter a female being of some sort. Yes. Yeah. And they know they they said, "How did you know it was a female?" And Calvin said, "Because she was cooking and vacuuming." <laughs> That's Craig. Craig at I don't give a care dot com. I don't give a rip dot com. He said, How'd you know she was female? I said, Because she wouldn't quit talking. <laughs> Stop. And he says, She moved like a female. What does that mean? Well, you know, put you put some tell, kind of a social construct on this alien. You can tell a, a woman by the way she walks. Something in the way she moves? Something. Did I mention I saw the, the movie uh, yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really you did. good. Yeah. Something the way she moves. I'm not supposed to ruin the movie for you, though. No, don't. Anyway, here he is, our good friend Calvin, describing the encounter with the female. And her two middle fingers was just a little longer than uh, than her other fingers. Say it, Calvin. Or all, what our fingers would be. And she grabbed me by the cheek and kind of peached my cheek a little bit, and I didn't feel any feelings whatsoever when she done that. Neither did she. But then she grabbed me by the mouth and prized it open. Prized she it? she run her two middle fingers down my throat. Oh, that's not sanitary. That hangs down. It's trying to, and I, that's when I started choking. And I just got real choked up, and it was, it was I emotional. she was trying to get into my navel cavity, nasal what? cavity for a reason. But anyhow, I started choking and all, and that's when she, the only thing I heard and her mouth didn't move. She must have sent a telepathic message. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna hurt you. And she said, "We're not." So you know, I understood that, and it kind of made me feel a little more at ease. But you know, by that time, I was already choking, and my nose was started bleeding. So she pulled out, and she made a little mumble noise, and that's when the big robotic. The big ugly one, what I call her, robotic looking. <laughs> they call it Hillary. Came back over. 
and grabbed me by the arm again, and I heard a poof like that. Like that. And it was another injection. And later on, I found out when we went to the hospital that it's kind of like an air needle that, uh, or that's what they figured it was at. But they inject it like they do the military, you know, by the gallows. When, uh, the gallows? They inject something into you. So uh, I, it automatically relaxed me when he did this again. Well, she made another little noise, and she turned around and left. I guess she was through with me. Happens to so me every time. So when she left. Yeah, it gets worse, buddy. This big, ugly creature grabbed me, put me back out on the uh, river exactly where he picked me up. So he mentioned something about her wanting to get into the Naval Academy. <laughs> But I think he was trying to say she was trying to get in his nasal cavity. Well, they were by the water. <laughs> and anyway, that, that was it. They were dropped right back where they started. Yeah. No mention of if they caught any fish or not. Okay. Now, this we listened to, I don't know, five minutes of a 40-minute of a, of a interview. Right. So there's a lot more out there. Uh, so go to YouTube if you're interested and search the UFO Hub uh, Calvin Parker, and uh, you'll find it for sure. So, what do you think after hearing the whole story? The whole story. Oh, I mean, something happened, but it may have been in the Johnny Walker. Well, what what about the witnesses? And there's 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 witnesses that interviewed, and we're out of time for this episode, or I would have brought some some more audio. Plus, my soundboard is packed full. Packed I have full no of free button. Juicy audio. Um. So, do you? Where do you stand? What I'm trying to get to, where do you stand on alien life and UFOs? I don't know. That is a cop-out. No, like I said, I think it would be arrogant to believe that we would be the only ones. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm not asking you about arrogance. I'm I'm, I'm rationalizing them. I'm trying to work through it. I'm saying, quit pushing me around. What does Craig Underhill feel about UFOs? First of all, people would say I don't feel at all. Secondly, to you, I would say... Back up, you creep! Get away from me! I would say I, I. I don't. I'm trying to explain. I'm on the fence. I don't think. I think it'd be arrogant to think there wouldn't be anybody. But there's no compelling evidence there is anybody. And how would they make it this far? You didn't find any of this compelling? Oh no! I love a good story like this. I love that stuff. But, but, that's it, not but gonna, it's not convincing. It's not, no, I mean it's not. I'll be convinced when they pick me up. They put me on a spaceship, <laughs> and they make me skinny. If they would, they'll put me on They're a spaceship. They're not magic. If, <laughs> if they'll put me on a spaceship, give me the secret to uh, Blue you know, ice cream. eating anything I want and staying skinny and give me uh, hyperspeed or something like that. Maybe if I had hyperspeed, I'd be skinny all the time. Yes, I bet you would. Um, or maybe give me the, the ability to do magical things that aliens have the technology to do that we don't have. That'd be cool. Or give me a suit like in Greatest American Hero where I could put the suit on and no, I could be no, a superhero. No, no, That's not going to happen. But what about the air guns that shoot like medicine into you to calm you well, down? That sounds like he's thinking about what... You ever had a shot with one of those? No. I have. I had a flu shot as a child with an You're air gun. You're not supposed to really hurt that. It bad. hurt like crazy. I'd really? rather have a needle. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty or clean? I wasn't scared because my mom said it doesn't hurt. My mom talks like not, that. Not thought. Yeah, she, she does. She said there's no needles; it's all air. And I thought, well, I I breathe air. That's gonna be great. I stood up there and they went pow, and I went. Yow! Why would they use that on you? They were using it on everybody. It was at Rivergate Mall. It was a flu. Uh, and it was one of those guns with a hose on the end of it. Yep. yep. They sure put an alien <laughs> technology inside of your body that day. Yeah, maybe they did. It stunted your growth. I do not know, sir. You, did anybody else notice that when they were describing... And it was about that time. It was about des- 73. When they described the aliens, they sounded a lot like someone we know. 
who? <laughs> <laughs> That's real funny. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to find out more about tonight's big story, Calvin Parker has written a book entitled something the closest encounter my story pascaluga what's that called pascagoula pascagoula the closest just look up calvin parker you'll find it that way it's available on amazon and tell them weird sent you all right craigster that's what we got i'm having trouble understanding right now it's an alien get out of here now (laughs) oh good times hey pops hey let me know how you're liking the big story dad he, and I like to say hello to my mom. I don't think he's going to. I like right to say now. hello to your mom. I hope she's doing well. Yeah, she's, she's had she's, some issues. She's having some problems. And your dad. You're, you're one of them. <laughs> I talked to him today. He's doing pretty good. Good. Hey, we got our new website up. Uh, did it show up yet? Yep. No, it didn't. Check out weirdnewspodcast.com. It's a brand new show site. We're going to be adding some stuff to it eventually. I keep looking for it to show up, and it hasn't shown up yet. Well, we're recording this early. We got to, you know, this won't be released till Monday. You don't show up till next week early. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know what it means. I say a lot of stuff. I don't know what it means. I know. Hey, is there an alien out there? I think I'm Uncle Patch. Look at my, it's an alien. Hey, the big... Uh, Hush, son. Drink your Johnny Walker. The big finale for Wisecracks Radio Hours coming out next week. Did you say the pig finale? 